Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez the Best. Today is Tuesday. Holy... June 6, 2023. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. Damn, did you guys hear that thunder? It's been raining lately, huh? Wow, I'm looking out my window right now. It looks like Dementor weather out there. Jeez. Anyway, how's everyone doing, huh? Happy new week. Happy rainy week, I guess. It was a rainy weekend for most of uh, Saturday and Sunday, I believe. And now it's raining on a Tuesday. How was everyone doing? Did you have a good time? Did you scam some scammers this week? Like I told you to. Not financial advice. So I just got another text, by the way. So if you have and if you're just listening to me for the first time, listen to my last episode and make some money off of some filthy scammers. Not financial advice. I feel like I always have to say that to protect myself. But I just got another text on WhatsApp. And I just got 100 pesos for my entry-level task. And now they're going to put me into the group. And I'm going to just milk them, milk those little scammer titties for all they're worth. Uh, but what else did I do this week? So let's talk about the highlight of my uh, my week in terms of stuff that I did. Other than the hosting, which I talked about on my Saturday podcast, because I did record on Saturday. Uh, I watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's got, I mean, it's just been out a week. So as I normally do here on the podcast, if it's only been out a week, I know a bunch of you have been busy. Maybe, uh, you're still scamming the scammers to, you know, to earn up your movie ticket. I won't spoil it for you at all. I will say though, and I don't know if it's really a spoiler per se, uh, maybe close your ears or just skip to the next topic just in case it is, but I don't think so. I did not know that this was a, a, a part one of a part two. You know, I mean, this is the second movie in the in the Spider-Verse whatever. But if you ever watch Fast Furious 10, like the latest Fast Furious, I also was left at the end of the movie. I was like, what? Basically, they leave you on a cliffhanger. Uh, but the movie itself, man, wow. Wow, that was fantastic. You know, uh, I, as much as I never hype up the first uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the first one, uh, I rewatched it before watching the the latest one. And I have a, a deeper appreciation for it now. I don't know why. Maybe when I watched it the first time, which is what, 2019 or 2018 when it came out, maybe I didn't appreciate it as much because it came out during the era of MCU films when everything was live action. So I guess it felt a little awkward that they're releasing a Marvel movie that's not, you know, doesn't have Robert Downey and Chris Evans and shit in it. But upon rewatching it, I was like, damn, this is actually really, really good. And I now understand why. People have it in their like top five or number one even for Marvel movies. I guess maybe because I didn't really think it was part of the MCU universe or whatever. So maybe that's why I didn't really, maybe I kind of separated it as a standalone film. Uh, but upon rewatch, as I've been mentioning, wow, great fucking film. And the second one is just as good. You know, I was going through the Reddit discussions per use after watching and you know, people are on the fence about which one was better. Some say it's just on par as the first one. Some say it's even better. Some say they like the first one better. But general consensus is that movie is a banger, and I have to completely agree. 
I mean, it, it lacks, I guess, maybe an iconic song like the Sunflower song from the first one. But the, the the voice acting is insanely good. The animation is the fucking so, so good. And as a fan, you know what? I don't know why I underappreciated the first one. Because I'm a big fan of cartoon, like, like cartoon animated uh, comic book shit. Like, I watch almost all the DC animated movies. I've watched almost all of them. I grew up watching, like, the X-Men 90s show. I even liked X-Men Evolution. Um, so, I mean, I watch some of the Marvel animated, but they're not as good. But I still appreciate them. But this is just, this, the art level is so insane. And, you know, I would definitely not mind if they just moved forward. I know they're not going to do it, right? But hypothetically, if the MCU were to all just become, you know, animated, like the way Spider-Man is, Oh man, I, I would be so down for that because, you know, I think that they can, A, they can tell more comic book like stories than you know, stuff that's hard to translate into live action. I don't know. I don't know what the budget is. If it's cheaper to do it the way that Spider-Man, Spider-Verse does it versus having a live action, you know, uh, effects with real people around it with green screen. I'm not sure if it's more challenging or more expensive or whatnot, but if they move down that path, I would be all for it. Um, how can I talk about it without spoiling it? I mean, there are a lot of cool references to other films. Uh, I don't know if that's a spoiler. Uh, if you're a fan of the Spider-Man character, like Spider-Man, not just Miles Morales, but Spider-Man as a character, it delves a lot into that. I guess what I can say is they're, 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 the two main characters are Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales. Like those, I mean, I don't think that's really a spoiler because even in the first film, Besides Jake, uh, Jake, what's his name? Fuck. New girl Jake, that new girl Spider-Man, the, the, the main Peter Parker in the first movie, he's not as big in this film as the other two, but it still plays a prominent part. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, what else can I say? Just go watch it. I, I, of course, watch the first one if you haven't. But, you know, I, I was also looking through Reddit and, and they said that people are saying like, uh, some people watched it without watching the first one and they, and they totally still enjoyed the movie. But of course, just watch the first one so you get all the references to the first film and understand the relationships between the main characters in this one. Oh man, well, I guess that's it. I guess I'll, I'll just stop talking about Spider-Verse right now and let's move on to the next uh, few movies that I would recommend. So, uh, I was able to watch a few in the last few days. I just got off watching Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, which was actually recommended to me by someone that listens to this podcast. So shout out to the dude. Uh, wait, let me just get his name. Make sure it's right. Shout out to the dude Jotham. Jotham uh, sent me a screenshot of The Covenant poster and said it was really fucking good. He sent it on May 12th. So it's been like three weeks already. So I apologize for taking so long to finally pick it up and watch it. But wow, that movie's surprisingly good, man. It's if I could describe it in any way, it's Lone Survivor, you know, the Mark Wahlberg Lone Survivor mixed with Call of Duty, right? Uh, if you're a fan of the Call of Duty games, Warzone in particular, there are going to be some set pieces where you're like, whoa, that looks like that spot in Verdansk for real. There's even a really cool like airplane scene. You'll 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 know what I'm talking about if you watch it. But the story is so Jake Gyllenhaal he plays like a sergeant in during Iraq during the Iraq War. And he's assigned a new uh, translator who is played by this guy. His name is Dar Salim. I've never seen him on film before. D-A-R-S-L-I-M. I hope I'm I'm saying that right. Let me look it up. Yeah, Dar Salim. 
dude, he was as as great of an actor as Jake Gyllenhaal is because I think he's so fantastic, especially in Nightcrawler, which I always recommend to people. Dar Salim was the 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 highlight of that film. Wow, it is such a great movie. I, in terms of action, it's action packed, so you won't be bored. I will say though, upon watching the action, it's not as realistic as uh. I'd say maybe like Lone Survivor had more realistic gun mechanics and, and tactics and shit. But if you don't really delve too much into it, you know, if you don't really care, like, why is this guy not reloading? There's one scene where where one of the characters has a fucking AK-47. He never reloads it once. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, but if you can suspend your reality from the, you know, the real life firefight mechanics of it all, the acting is great. The story is really nice. Uh, predictable, I will say. But like I've said before on this podcast, even if a movie is predictable, if you can just make it, you know, if you can stick the landing, it, it's it's still worth watching. And yeah, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Do not confuse it with the fucking The Covenant, which came out in 2006 or seven. Do you guys remember that movie with the guy from Sky High, the hot guy from Sky High? He was in it. Uh, I forgot his name. War and Peace from Sky High. He was in that movie, too. Oh my god, I remember specifically like fucking uh cringing and and raging after the movie. I watched it in the theaters. So I was in high school, I went with my cousins and we watched that movie and it was so garbage as I say hot basura. That movie is so awful. So don't confuse it with The Covenant from 2007 or whatever. It's a teeny bopper like supernatural I don't think that they were vampires, but but they had powers, right? But watch Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I think you will enjoy it. I mean, I know that there will be some people that might be underwhelmed by it. I understand it. But for me, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. So go watch that. Uh, another movie that I watched that I was expecting to be awful, which turned out to be surprisingly great, was Renfield. Renfield starring Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. So both the Nicholases. Uh, Nicholas Holt, I mean, Nick Cage, you guys, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with him, right? Con Air, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, or is it Leaving Las Vegas? Whatever. Fear and Loathing. Uh, so Nick Cage and then Nicholas Holt. So Nicholas Holt, I'm sure if you've watched his movies, you know who he is. But if you're a casual viewer and you don't really recognize names that well, Nicholas Holt is the, the main zombie guy in Warm Bodies. He plays Beast in X-Men First Class and like the prequel X-Men movies. He's also, my first film, by the way, watching Nicholas Holt, where I was really impressed by him, was when he was uh, a kid. He was a, he's a, he grew up as a kid actor. It's a, it's a movie with Hugh Grant. It's called About a Boy, one of my favorite Hugh Grant movies. And it's based off of a book. Uh, let me look up the author because I actually read that book, About a Boy author nick hornby because i've read a few of nick hornby's books i find his writing when you know i don't really read a lot of fiction books but nick hornby i've read maybe four or five of his books i think he also wrote high fidelity a long way down uh there's one where it's like a, it's about a skateboarder guy but it, it's it, he writes a lot of coming of age movies or kind of coming of age books rather and a lot of his books are uh translated into films so about a boy with hugh grant and nicholas holt so yeah, back to Renfield. Renfield uh, is about uh, Dracula. So Nick Cage plays Dracula and he has his familiar, or I think that's what it's called, the familiar, or his servant, played by Nicholas Holt. And it's a, it's an, it's a comedy action, not even horror, I wouldn't even put it in the horror realm, but it's a comedy horror action gory film. Uh, the, the gore is uh, extreme, I would say, but it is... Not realistic gore, it's over-the-top gore. It's very Quentin Tarantino gore. 
Uh, so when it does happen, you, you know, you'll be grossed out, but you won't be like grossed out. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it's not like saw or hostile where, where you literally twinge in your, your seat when you watch it, like you want to throw up. This one, it's more like that's so fucking ridiculous, gross, but it's, it's kind of funny, right? Cause you would never laugh at saw. Saw, I remember, especially in saw two, that one scene where I think they're like in a, I forgot what it was, it was glass or something. They were in a pit full of, gl- oh my God, that's just hard to watch, man. But this one, it's a, it's a bunch of gore, but it's, it's, hum- it's humorous. Like the, you know, it's got a humorous tone to it. And Nicholas Holt, I think, is great as always. I think he's a fantastic actor. The most recent movie I've seen him in is The Menu, where he was also really good. Um, yeah, it, it, it's good. I mean, I don't want to spoil it uh, again. It, it did come out, I think, a month ago in theaters, but it's just now released on streaming. I won't tell you where I watched it, Special Agent John. Uh, but if you have a chance to find it somewhere online, I don't know where it's streaming right now, if it is streaming in the Philippines at least. But I think you will enjoy it. It's got great humor. Ah, Aquafina is in it. So there we go. That's going to be the make or break for a lot of people. If you hate Aquafina, don't watch it, man. Aquafina, I thought, was actually pretty okay in it. But then when I went to the Reddit discussion, there is a bunch of Aquafina hate in there. I thought she did a serviceable job. I thought she had some funny lines. Um, but the star of the show was Nicholas Holt for sure. Nick Cage is, is campy and, and fun, but he's not in it as much as... I would expect from a movie about, you know, Dracula's assistant. He's not in it as much. Uh, the, the prosthetics though, I would say like the, the, the makeup is really good in the film. Surprisingly, like they budgeted for it. It is really good. The, yeah, it, it's, it's not a very deep movie at all. It, it's a very fun movie. It's one of those movies that if you watch it, you'll end up saying, wow, that was not a waste of time. And you will laugh. I would hope you would laugh because I laughed a, a couple times audibly. It wasn't one of those, you know, the sniff out the nose laugh. It was literally a uh, laugh out loud yeah, goodness. There's some good, there's some good humor in the film. So watch Renfield, watch The Covenant. And of course, out of all the, out of all the movies I would talk about right now, go watch Across the Spider-Verse. It, it is the one that you have to really pick up and see. Um, other than that, I completely forgot that I talked about SM Cyberzone on the, because I don't normally record on Saturdays and it happened on Friday. So I was about to talk about that like for a while, but I, I guess I have to think of something else now. Oh yeah, there's one more movie. I forgot because I wiped it from my memory because it was so awful. Uh, I don't even know why, if it's worth talking about, but if you ever get offered the opportunity to watch The Black Demon, which is a giant shark megalodon movie, and you guys know me. I love giant shark movies. I love the Meg. I also love giant robot movies. I love dinosaur movies. I like anything with giant creatures that fuck people up. But the Black Demon is one to skip. It is a an awful, like, it's a low-budget movie. And you know what? Low-budget movies aren't bad. Like, I really enjoyed uh, Sharknado. But this one, they, they should have just gone down the route of being super obvious that they're not a serious movie because they tried to be too serious. There's elements of like environmentalism in the film. It's so fucking weird. Uh, I will say some of the, I mean, the acting of the, the kids acting, there's a little boy and I'm usually, usually annoyed by child actors in movies. He was actually pretty bearable. There's the, there's the angsty teenage daughter, which I found super annoying, uh, and tropey. So, you know, fuck her. Uh, the, 
the main guy is actually played by Josh Lucas. Like, I was surprised I actually recognized one actor in the film. So Josh Lucas, you might have seen him in Glory Glory Road, I think. Hold on, let me look him up. Josh Lucas, he's been in a bunch of movies. You've probably seen him. Yeah, Glory Road. I remember watching him in Glory Road. He has a role in Ford versus Ferrari. I guess he just ran out of roles, right? Uh, but I guess the biggest role that you might know him from, if you haven't watched Glory Lo- Road, is he's the main love interest in Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, which I actually find an underrated rom-com. I mean, when people talk about rom-coms, they usually list off one of the Hugh Grant ones, or maybe like Crazy Stupid Love, or or I'm trying to think of another, like a, maybe an Adam Sandler one, but no one really says Sweet Home Alabama. And that is a great rom-com, I would say. It is It is a really, I don't know, I, I, something about it. it. I guess because it's a home Alabama, makes you, it's, it's a cozy movie. It's one of those movies you can put on during like Christmas time or something. I think it's set during winter, actually. Um, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. But it's one of those feel-good rom-coms that will leave you feeling like, yeah, that was nice. So if you haven't watched Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Josh Lucas is in that. But anyway, back to The Black Demon. Josh Lucas plays the dad. I don't know who plays the wife. Uh, there's this, like, Mexican guy who's in it who's actually pretty good. He's, like, one of the main, uh, guys. So the story is Josh Lucas plays an oil, uh, an oil executive guy or whatever. He works for an oil company and he goes, him and his family are going on a, a, a workcation to a, a place where one of the oil rigs for his company is located. So the, the story goes that, when the Josh Lucas met his wife in that area before he got married and it was a nice place. And then they come back 15 years later, you know, for this job. And when they get there, the place is completely changed. And supposedly it's because of a demon or uh, because of a, you know, a demon curse. And then this demon curse has uh, provoked this giant shark to fuck everything up. I don't really understand. I mean, I get what they were going for, but it was just well, uh, poorly executed and it makes you wonder why anyone fucking stays there ever right if there's a giant fucking megalodon you know i don't know there's no rivers here in metro manila but if there was a river right next to me and you know it was you know every time someone goes there they never come back right i would probably never go there <laughs> why like why it's so dumb so the the way they set up the the premise of the story was so underwritten or whatever it feels like it was written during the writer's strike (laughs) even though i think i'm pretty sure it was finished already by that time so i would completely avoid that movie surprisingly i've talked about the black demon longer than any of the movies that i recommended so i'm gonna stop now but do not watch that movie it's not even good as a as a shitty like it's so bad it's good kind of film it's not a sharknado level film so completely avoid that um what else man uh oh i lost weight you know, I always talk about my, not always, but, you know, I always share when I have little wins in life when it comes to my my health and my, my weight that I've been working on for at least uh, 32 years. <laughs> and, you know, there's a time when, I, I, and I'll say this, I think anyone who's tried to lose weight after gaining, you know, a significant amount of weight or as, uh, or maybe just someone who is trying to lose weight in general. Maybe you haven't gained, but it's your, you're trying to lose weight. I'm sure you can all relate uh, to this with me. But if you haven't ever tried to lose weight because you've always been sexy your whole life, uh, let me tell you what it feels like when you step on a weighing scale, okay? There's a fear of uh, dread uh, every time I step on the weighing scale because 
that number really fucks with my mind. Um, you know, because a lot of my mood is linked with the number that I see on the scale. And I know that's not a way to, to go about it, but it's, it's just a part of maybe it's just a part of how I've kind of seen it in life. I remember, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, but I was uh, extremely obese as a kid, like, uh, dangerously obese. When I was 12, 13 years old, I was about 120 kilograms, which is, let's do the math just because I think people here, for some fucking reason, people here use meters, but then they use pounds on the scale. Stick to one unit of measurement, please. All right, stick with the metric or the imperial, pick one, okay? Because if you're going to use meters and kilometers, you better fucking use kilograms and grams. Stop using pounds. And how tall are you? Stop using feet and inches, Use centimeters, okay? That's just my rant for the day. Uh, I was 264 pounds when I was 13 years old. That's crazy, right? And imagine, I was, fine, I'll say it. I was like five foot five, right? Five foot six. So what was that? 160 something meters tall, right? Hundreds, or sorry, 160, 70 meters tall, right? 1.6 something meters. So, you know, that small frame with that much body weight, I was, a, uh, I was like Jabba the Hutt. And I remember when I started losing weight because, A, I remember I broke my foot. So I guess maybe when I broke my foot, I realized that I need to lose weight. Because I broke it just running and, and tweaking my ankle. I was, And I remember I got ambulanced uh, to the hospital and my mom was, met me there at the hospital. And no, my mom met me at a school. And then my teachers carried me, and I remember I was so embarrassed because it, they took it took two two or three teachers to carry me a twelve year old right to carry me down the fucking stairs, uh, and all my friends and my you know my classmates were looking at me. I mean they weren't teasing me or anything at least as far as I remember, but you know that that shit kind of leaves an impact on you, right? You know twelve you know that shit is is uh, what do you call that? That's, that's some that's some inner trauma that I just remembered right now, and so I started losing weight. And I remember, friends, when the scale finally, when I finally got the scale to under 100, when I saw double digits instead of triple digits, which I had seen my whole life, I remember dancing in joy. I swear to, I swear on my mother's life, I remember, I think I even cried. I was so happy. I was so elated. It was it was a moment that I th- thought would never come, and and then after that, I was able to maintain, you know, a not so dangerously obese weight. But I've always been overweight for I would say eighty percent of my life. There's been twenty percent of my life where I was actually kind of in shape, and especially in 2016 when I was doing commercials and and VTRs and stuff here, and you know my work was tied to my weight in a sense. But even now, I would say. It, you know, hosting and, and even doing on-cam stuff. It's a very superficial industry. So my weight still is tied to my job, which is fucking crazy to me. But I understand, but I also hate it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was able to get under that threshold and kind of stay there for a while. So that's why the number really means a lot to me. Because once I got past that 100. I remember feeling a momentum. I was like, this shit is actually possible. Like this shit actually, like I'm actually doing something right. And I will not tell you, I cannot tell you rather how many times I have eaten clean for a week, went to the gym every week and I step on the scale and the number is the same or, or God forbid, sometimes it's even higher. 
And of course, you know, you can go online to ask why and they'll say, oh, it's because of water retention. Oh, it's because of muscle mass. But fuck, man, shit is the worst. Like, you you know, you, you, you punish yourself in a sense. I mean, I'm not saying you're, you're like an athlete warrior, but you're punishing yourself, putting yourself through something that you're not used to. And all you're hoping for is just a little, you know, a little bit of God's touch to change the scale to just move a little bit downwards. And when you see that it doesn't, that shit is one of the most disheartening feelings in the world. In the fucking world. So to anyone that's ever not trying to lose weight, that's how it feels like. And, and that's why, and I'm sure some of you do this. I've talked to some friends who, who've tried to, you know, who are, you know, constantly uh, on a fitness goal. What do you do before you weigh in? You do it first thing when you wake up so there's no fucking food in your stomach. You take a fat shit. You don't drink any water. You piss. You take off all your clothes. And then you step on the scale and then you just, you just pray to the heavens that the number is lower. That's how it works. At least that's the unhealthy way that it works for people who have had an unhealthy relationship with their weight. That's how it works. So I lost weight. <laughs> That's the story. I lost weight and my mood is good. But I will say this, at least to, you know, to cover the other side of things. I, I was at that point maybe a month ago where I did eat clean and I did work out and my weight, uh, actually went up or at least didn't move. And I was frustrated. But then I also, I guess, you know, there's something that I had to remind myself of is that's, I mean, yeah, it's only been a week, you know, trust the process as they say. And uh, I I had a little bit of, you know, I had a few mess ups along the whatever. And usually it's the mess ups that will keep that will derail you completely. But for the first time in I would say maybe five, six years since maybe 2016, when I was super disciplined and focused, I think I'm locked in for the first time in a while. I, I've, I've had, you know, stretches of maybe three weeks where I eat clean or go to the gym. It's been about a month and a half now almost. And I've trusted the process and I am... A lot of it has to do with my age, I would say, because I remember how easy it was to lose weight when I was 23, 24, 25. You know, the years where I was kind of fit, I remember how easy it was. And I tried it, you know, I would always justify, nah, man, it's all about, you know, you know, it all starts in the kitchen. And I ate clean for a while without going, working out and doing any sort of, you know, muscular growth exercises. And I, I can't do it anymore. You literally have to go and pump your muscles so that you, so that your resting heart rate or whatever the fucking science is, because you're old, right? JC, you're fucking old. Your metabolism isn't what it used to be. And, and I didn't even, I had a slow as fuck metabolism back in the day. So imagine what it is now in my senior citizen geriatric state, right? So I have to work out because I feel now, not only does it, will it help my metabolism be a little, at least a little bit, you know, it will work with me, you know, on the off day that I decide to have a fucking extra burrito that it won't punish me for the rest of the week. But also because I do feel good after going as much as I hate working out, I don't really, I rarely leave the gym feeling like it was a waste of time. Right. So that's some life advice for you. If, if you're aging, and maybe you've been able to do it with just diet alone. I don't think it's possible after 30. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, some people are naturally blessed. You know, I, I, I have a, a personal vendetta against people that don't work out and look like they could be in a Marvel film. It's like, fuck you, man. You're fucking so blessed, 
right? I would rather have that than be financially stable. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but sometimes I think about it, man. I have, I have, I have a cousin. He eats so much, man. He eats more than me. He's, he's, he's in, he has a normal BMI. You know, how fucking unfair is that? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess it's cool that he loves food as much as I do. What I really am so upset about is some people who like, you know, they, they could eat a lot and they don't gain weight, but they don't like eating. Why? Yeah, count your blessings. It's a superpower. Ah, man. If I just, if I could eat anything I wanted and wouldn't gain weight, I would have the time of my life. Like every week I would go to a buffet and just enjoy, you know, not, not putting myself at, I guess maybe you put, you still put yourself at like risk for heart disease and stuff. But, you know, when I go to my APE, another thing we talked about in Halala show about weighing yourself out for Air New Zealand, right? But, you know, you, you, you go to the APE and the, the most, you know, you know, it's besides the needle, because I hate needles, besides the blood draw, my, the most, the thing that I have the most anxiety about is them weighing me. Right. And then I already know that they're going to give me the, you know, the results and it's going to say obese level one or whatever it is. Uh, I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate. That's why I hate. I dread going to APE things like because I don't want I don't want anyone besides me to know what my weight is. All right. And that's just that's just how it is. Man. You know. And I've been, you know, because of the years of my life of being overweight for most of it, I take shit in stride now most of the time, though, in terms of when people comment on my weight. I, I And I I think people really should stop, but I understand why people do it. Some people do it in a sense that they're trying to be affectionate. I remember I posted a TikTok video, not maybe like a week or maybe like two or three weeks ago. And there's someone who said like, parang lumalaking face. Or something, but then they put like a, a heart emoji or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is that like a backhanded compliment? All right. I, I, like, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Thanks. Fuck you. Like, which one? I, I feel like I could go with either. I could go with either, but I just tend to just, you know, let it go. It's just, it's so weird to me that, that people would comment that. Like, I get it, right? If you have those thoughts, right? If you have those thoughts about people, it's cool. I get it. No worries. But to fucking put it out there, like, what, what is the, what is the end game here? That's what I'm saying. And if, I don't get it. I, I get it. I don't get it that much. You know, I don't get it really. I probably, it's, it's maybe 1% of all my social media interaction, but there are people out there who are, you know, maybe who fluctuate in weight. And I, sometimes I look at their comments and it's like all I can see. How fucking, fucking that low of a person do you have to be to 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 kind of bring that up especially when they've talked about it being a sensitive talking point it's so weird right taylor lautner you know taylor lautner right fucking uh jacob black he actually had to like i remember i watched some sort of youtube short or something where he was talking about how people were commenting on how he he did not age well because he's not as he doesn't have the six pack abs that he did when he was trying to fuck Bella, right? So, you know, I, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that's the uh, that's the the TED talk for today, friend. Thirty minutes, and I think that's a good podcast, right? Uh, since I didn't really have much to talk about, I really was. I was like, shit. Did I? I just realized it while recording. I was like, oh shit, I already talked about my hosting because I had a lot of fun doing it. Shout out. Oh, they, they by the way, they they're they're getting me for another event. Ha! Huh? Bang. 
you know, ask or what is it? Lead and they shall follow. That is that's it. Uh, feel free to message me, by the way. So just like Jotham, 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 message me a movie to watch, uh, even if it does take me a while. I usually try to get around to it. Oh, by the way, I want to shout out to everyone that messaged me and the Hala Hala Show podcast Instagram uh, for you know replying to actually stuff that we talk about. Right? There is someone who replied with his age and whatnot because Rika and I were joking like, I wonder if anyone over the age of 50 listens to us. And someone actually did reply and say, hey, I listen to you. I'm over that age. Uh, and I really appreciate the, the, I think two or three people, either they commented on the Facebook group or they messaged personally saying, I finally watched Ted Lasso after you've been begging us to watch it. And I love it. I'm telling you, I'm like a hundred percent. I haven't missed. When someone has watched it after I recommended it to them, I've never met anyone who said, eh, it wasn't that great. I was expecting more. No, I'm 100%, man. Watch that show. It's fucking so good, right? Go watch it. Go go get your free seven-day Apple TV subscription. I think it's free. Like I don't know if it's for Globe users or if you just sign up, you get seven days free before they charge you. But just cancel it. It'll take you two days to watch it all. If you have the weekend you're going to binge watch it because you cannot you won't be able to stop watching it and that that's i think the the pleasure of of watching it for the first time when the show is actually done already right so go watch Ted Lasso what else who else commented oh oh the scammers some of the people say yeah man i kind of want to try that remember not financial advice but thank you for responding to that as well then that's what the podcast is all about whether it's this one or how to show it's all about you know really connecting with people with people 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 connecting with people so it means a lot when you guys respond to this podcast and Hala Hala because it it makes us and, and and for this podcast it makes me feel like I'm not just talking into the void. As much as this is mostly for myself, right? This is mostly a, a like I said, and I think in my introductory podcast, this is an audio diary to kind of listen back on when I'm 60 years old and and my metabolism is dead completely. But I'm going to be a jacked 60-year-old because I still go to the gym and listen to this and say, yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and see you all say it with me later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.